Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Tapcalf Transmissions. Today, we are going to be talking about the Bad Batch episodes three and four. So that is the replacements and cornered. I'm your host for the day, alongside your other host for the day. I'm Corey. He's Eckhart's Ladder. How are you doing, Eck? Can't complain. Feeling pretty groovy today. Excited to be chatting some Bad Batch. How about you? Are you feeling as groovy as the guy driving the truck, though? No. No. I'm not on drugs, so no. <laughs> Is that the, the like, subplot that we didn't all pick up on? Or I, we should have all picked up on, but... Yeah. Like the... the uh, what species was he again? Kubaz? Yeah. Oh, he was clearly... He, no, he was just vibing out. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speak speak dirt on his name. Hmm. Yeah, mm. he could lose his job if you say too much like that. So let's let's try to mm. not cast aspersions that we can't back up. You don't know how Pantoran libel laws are, so Mm-mm. let's. Uh, yeah, we're not gonna be that kind of podcast, I don't think. But we've already had an episode talking about episodes one and two, so we mm-hmm. are gonna be talking about both episode three and four here, uh, mm. covering all the major points. Some of the minor points. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. And, uh, well, is there anything you want to talk about before we get into that? I was just thinking this might be the way to do it. Um, Like where we do like one live every two episodes, I'm thinking maybe. Yeah. Um, Depending on like, because like this episode alone probably doesn't need a full um, stream. And like last episode alone probably doesn't need a full one, maybe. So Well they I don't know. If we did them individually, they'd be much shorter episodes, I think. So mm. there is that. And we probably yeah. then wouldn't do another book episode every week. So mm. it's really just whether we want to do the shows every week or the books every week or if we alternate those. So it's that's probably something we'll figure out uh off the podcast. Because there is one episode that's coming up next for sure. For episode 66, this is episode 65, so next time we're going to be talking about uh, the Revenge of the Sith novelization, that'll be next Thursday, but... Uh, Did you start it yet? I have not, I was going to start it, but I didn't, I've read it before, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, no, I started just my run, and it's, yeah, it's still good. I want to see Hold if I up. can find uh, any more of the information, or the the lines backing up the fact that Kit Fisto clearly survives in the book, so... Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be looking for that because to be honest, I don't really remember it. It's absolute it's absolute bullshit based on nothing, but uh but yeah. Mm-hmm. Could be Okay. Yeah. I mean that's I think that's what we thought was the case with Akbar Winter, but it turned out that that was true. So No, that was that was clearly in the text, just we thought it was unintentional where what we learned there wasn't that it was supported, it was that it was intentional. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was always a thing, but mm-hmm. Fair enough. Every time you take a, for the audio listeners, every time you take a sip of your drink. Is it that it, loud? Shit. No, it, it, I, ca- gotta... it, it just, there's so much motion that the bit rate on the video just goes to shit. <laughs> it looks like we're trying to censor who you're drinking the coffee from. You mean uh, Red Coffee Cup Incorporated? <laughs> hey, it's not as ubiquitously, ubiquitously known outside of Canada, so. No, it's true. We got to um, keep product No, I, I do have a. I do have a, I think they call it a burp key on the, my mixer. So like I can, I can, you can't hear me when I hit it. And, um, it's obviously for, if you, you know, you need to, you need to, you know, yell at your, your family or like do something illegal or like, 
make really loud noise. But you can also use it if you're going to slurp coffee. So if it's loud, I can just do that. Yeah. Well. But shall we hop right into it and start with episode three? So, guys, we're going to, as we kind of alluded to at the beginning, we are going to be covering both of the, the recent two episodes. Um, yeah. 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 And that's probably good because they're kind of like sort of like a little arc. They're both sort of getting the what's their ship called again? Um Shuttle. It's kind of it's kind of a generic name. Um I didn't even realize they named it. That's how generic the name is. Yeah, they they mentioned it a couple times. Uh I think they mentioned episode three. Bad Batch Shuttle. It's called the oh, what is it? Havoc Marauder. Hmm. So pretty generic it's an omicron class attack shuttle um which is canon only i think i don't think that ship ever appears on legends does it because it's i think it's unique to the bad batch maybe yeah i think it's also a digimon so Mm. Mm hmm it's the mega form of uh lambdamon but um (laughs) it's it kind of reminds me of the shuttle reminds me sort of of the one palpatine has in revenge of the sith right I can't remember is what that a theater or a mew that he has? I think it's one of those two. Yeah, Palpatine shuttle RTS. That is a theta. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's actually quite similar. Just looking at the images, it's like the the theta has just got a bit shorter of a top wing. So yeah, very very similar. Um, definitely fits the uh, the design kind of era of that era. Yeah. Except now the back gunner seat is a. Uh, this child's play lounge <laughs> or bedroom. Thanks, Rika. <laughs> Rika. <laughs> Do you have a? But, um, out of the two episodes, which is your favorite? I actually really liked both episodes for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like this episode was like it reminded me of a lot of episodes from the Clone Wars, just done a lot better, actually. Yeah. Um, because Pantora was a really cool planet. Um. Like, visually, it was really incredible. Um, I feel like we actually got, like, a good look at, like, you know, an alien culture. Although, you know, the Pantorans aren't that different from humans. But it just felt like it pulled off something that the Clone Wars tried to do a lot and usually got bogged down in, like, whatever bullshit of the week. Um, Mm. So I really like that. But, you know, it, and I do like... So it's kind of interesting because both episodes sort of, in my opinion, are setting up one of the main enemies that they'll be fighting all right. season. The other one's setting up the Empire and um, Crosshair's new squad. And then the last episode is setting up the Bad Batch. Go- or sorry, Fennec Shand, who's probably, I'm guessing, I'm not sure what your thoughts, she's probably working for the Kaminoans, I imagine. Yeah, I think that that's my guess as well. But like with the, with the replacements, do you think that they're going to become characters in their own right? Or are we just going to kind of have them around as kind of fodder for the first fight with the Bad Batch, and then they're kind of gone. That's a good question. I was kind of wondering that myself, too, because they were, like, visually quite distinctive. Like, felt to me like they were... You were supposed to be able to tell who was who just by looking at them, which is not always evident when you get, like, soldier characters. Yeah. But we also didn't get any names or anything. Um, We didn't... They didn't really differ a whole lot in terms of, like, personality. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you think on that? I'm not sure. I don't I don't have high hopes for like survival for them and I think part of the the choice to not give them the names there is intentional because you still want to have like they're trying to set up the empire as being this name like faceless thing Mm -hmm. or everyone in it is just 
faceless part of a part of the bigger machine. And I did like when they introduced them talking about how the one who ended up getting shot by Crosshair had like the reasons that he joined and why he would choose to fight for the Empire, even though he then by the end of the episode, we see how his reasoning is flawed because Crosshair is just willing to shoot him and the Empire does see him as disposable. Yeah. But his family might get a pension or something, so... Yeah, it was interesting, too, because a lot of them seem to be... I don't remember what exactly it said for him, but a lot of them did seem to be, like, Clone Wars-era soldiers. Um, Because, like, they talk about, like, what are they going to do now that the war is over? Mm -hmm. So we don't really see... Aside from, like, whenever we go to, like... Um, I don't know, Ryloth, for example, you don't really see, like, the non-clone kind of uh, defense armies or whatever, so it's kind of cool. Yeah. Because they're not clones, they're just regular people. Yeah, like, they've got to be pulling these initial soldiers from somewhere, so it makes sense that we'd be getting people that are kind of pulled from uh, Mm -hmm. local PDF forces, essentially, and especially seeing the, the contrast between the ones who end up joining the Empire versus some of the ones that end up starting that way but becoming the core of what would later be rebel cells like Sagarera's. Mm-hmm. So we are seeing both sides right. of the rebel formation and the empire formation. Yeah, cuz you're right cuz Sagarera was basically just Onderon's like defenders, so. Yeah. Plus like it, it is interesting cuz in the clone wars we don't really um see very many like you do have a few examples of like non-clones in the actual republic military but they don't kind of go, like, only on a few ships, really, other than that, and the Jedi, obviously. Yeah, usually just, like, commanders are all we see. So, like, yeah, Yularen, like, or... There's that other one, the one who's, like, a giant dick who gets stranded on the planet. Um, Coburn? Do you know who I'm talking about? One of the admirals? I his name. I, think, I can't remember if he's an admiral or a captain or something. Is that the one from, like, the training missions? Mm-hmm. I think that's Coburn... Yeah, that might be right. It's someone who you can get in Fall of the Republic as a command staff option. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah, so I thought that was interesting. I hope we, if if they are going to keep like the because it's possible for a Crosshair Squad they just become the five kind of elite looking stormtroopers behind him or whatever. But yeah. I kind of do hope we get a bit more about them. Do you expect that we get the crosshair stuff resolved, the Fennec or the crosshair stuff resolved in the first season? Or do you think that my like, guess, both of those are going to yeah. go on for multiple seasons? No, my guess is eventually, like, I think there's going to become a point where, like, we get Fennec chasing the Bad Batch and they're going to do, like, um, the enemy of my enemy type of right. thing. Like, the like the Empire is going to go for Fennec at the wrong time and the bad batch and her are going to team up against them probably yeah especially um, if she's working for the kaminoans and we're seeing that uh some of the kaminoans are at least uncomfortable with the empire some of them are even actively working against them in favor of the bad batch mm-hmm. yeah because she might have other orders too to like help them if possible because it's obvious that her first orders um are to capture uh to capture omega Om- omega, omega. Uh, i can't even say her name yeah, Mega, Hunter, or Hunter, Rekka, Rika. <laughs> but um, that was a good one. But that she might have alternative orders to protect them, or like, like if she can't save uh, Omega to at least, or she can't capture at least protect her from the Empire. Yeah, because they do clearly fun. want her alive. So if mm-hmm. Crosshair's gonna try to shoot her, then 
Yeah, I mean, like they let her go. They helped her escape in episode one. So, yeah. yeah. Um, at least one of those long neck fucks did. I can't keep them in. Can't keep them straight. Yeah, I, I don't know any of their any of the names of the ones that are. Is it one uh, Lama Sue? Well, Lama or... Sue is like a movie character, so easier to keep track of her. Yeah. But then there's uh, the other one that would like that actively let them leave the planet. I know Alex knows all their names, but we can't all be. Camino and expert, so fucking nerd. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I do like how. So that's clearly going to be one of the um, kind of main plot threads. But like, what do you think? They they can't have the whole even the first season just be them move planet from planet trying to survive and having a new encounter per episode. So what do you think the main kind of? Um, you don't think they can do uh, that. I I think they can do that. Like, I think well, that's largely I think they can what we're do that. Get. But I think they need some motivation. Like, I don't think it can be every planet they're just going to just try to survive. Like, I, I think they've got to have some sort of goal they're working towards. Well, I think the main thrust of it is going to be trying to survive, and then what, whatever whatever the planet was that there's like the ATTEs on that they're dealing with, that's mm-hmm. going to be probably where the like final arc takes place. So was that that was the maybe Naboo planet, wasn't it? Yeah, it looked like Naboo to me, but mm-hmm. whether it turns into like them trying to capture Crosshair or some bigger thing to escape Fennec, maybe that's where they take refuge and they're trying to kind of escape from there. Because uh, we know there's at least two more planets, they're, at least two more planets they're going to based on the. Uh, oh, there's there's got to be a lot more. Than yeah, that. but I mean, just like based on what we've seen explicitly in the trailer, there's yeah. like the planet with the Venators. Which is possibly the same planet as the one with, uh, like, the larger sand monster, which I originally thought would be Salukamai, but is apparently not. And then there's also the the city planet, or like the city-ish planet where they've got like the ATTEs. So we've got at least those two. Yeah, we're running out of trailer footage, which is nice. Like, yeah, uh, Disney Plus has actually been pretty good about um, keeping their trailer stuff to, like the first quarter or a third of a season right um which i've really enjoyed how many episodes are there in the season is it 16 i believe it's 16 yeah yeah so yeah we're we got 12 left and you gotta assume a couple are gonna be in the same place but yeah we, we could also have some more long ones like who knows really yeah what planet kind of did the they knife. say they were gonna be going to with at first where they were just going to hide out before Tech pointed out, like, actually, we don't have any supplies. I don't remember, you but it was, one? like, an uninhabited one. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, anything else specifically about the first episode you want to bring up? Um, I mean, there's Crosshair is a dick. We know that. Yeah. That was, like, the main takeaway is, like, he's just, he's just killing everybody. Yeah, I think it was a comment I saw in one of my videos or something, but someone said, like, well, f- they'll find out at the end of the season he doesn't actually have a chip at all. <laughs> He's just mm-hmm. a dick. So, what do you think about this whole Wrecker? Have you seen this theory that Wrecker's going, his chip's going to activate? I have. I've seen, like, the stuff about uh, head trauma leading to his just, that's why his isn't functioning. But, I don't know. I mm-hmm. feel like there's already enough set up as like the conflict between uh the bad batch and crosshair and now we've got fennec as well outside of that like i don't know if you need 
another one of them to turn to mm-hmm. bring uh to kind of bring the story around with uh with more of the of the chip stuff yeah like maybe they it'll cause setting... some problems for themselves but like I, I don't think they'll have someone fully turn on them they are setting wrecker up as like the number two to omega though he's like the him and hunter really are like yeah. her favorites um Part of that is just we've seen so little of Tech and Echo as characters. We got a little bit more with Echo in this episode, but it kind of, like, a lot of what we've seen so far is how are the Bad Batch adapting to life as not soldiers. And the first thing we really see with Echo, the first moments he gets on his own, he's sold off as a droid, which he doesn't enjoy. (laughs) But then, like, he gets called back into action to get back to the ship they need to fix the ship they need to rescue omega and he's like back in military mode commanding the droids so we're not really getting much of echo actually adapting yet i think maybe what if one of their uh because we know at some point they're going to find rex so maybe Mm -hmm. one of the big things this season will be they try to find rex to get their chips out once and for all to be safe maybe like maybe he has like wrecker has like a little like lapse or something where like Maybe. he goes order 66 for a f- or he go- he goes uh under the chips control for a few minutes and that kind of leads them to have to search out uh search search out Rex. That would that would be my guess anyway. But what would the what would the chip activating really do outside of the presence of maybe a Jedi or something? Like would it make him immediately heel turn on them and fight them or like does does having the chip active just turn them into uh just a a wild violent thing or does it make them more amenable to orders that they get like if they get told by Tarkin at that point to do something does that mean Wrecker is going to do it or is he just going to be more naturally inclined to just punch Hunter in the face or something it's hard to tell because Cut like his chip should be active but he's not doing anything right yeah so so, yeah. Well, he probably just said, I'm on break, so he, he doesn't have yeah. to execute Order 66. He wasn't even around a Jedi, so who knows what it does if you're not around a Jedi when you get the Order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, maybe it happens in the middle of battle or something. And Yeah, because it doesn't make yeah. sense that it would just turn them into droids that have these pre-programmed orders that they're going to follow. It, You'd think it would be more about like making them actually follow the orders when they get them, uh, mm-hmm. or like tripping when they get those specific orders but mm-hmm. yeah it's i do find it weird that they have to actually hear the order apparently now like i always imagined it just being like 5g'd out to everybody <laughs> but palpatine like called them all yeah and when, when i say like they'd have to hear an order to a, like punch hunter in the face or whatever i i do mean whether that's being audibly told yeah. or just having someone be like oh wrecker's active someone points a some... laser pointer at yeah. him yeah yeah does he like Download the latest firmware update or something when they're in theme. Be evil now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's possible. Um, hard to say, but yeah, it's a. I, I it's 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 kind of nice. Same with Mandalorian. Like, that's kind of the benefit of having the trailers cut this way. It's like we've got no idea. Like, I had no idea what was going to happen this episode before it happened, which is kind of right. nice. Because I mean, it's it's the same with clone the clone when you start a new arc. Um, I do suspect that we will at some point get into like a more traditional three episode arc or like series of arcs. Yeah. Um, in the show at some point, but 
Yeah, we've got enough room for basically four of those to start now because like we've we've been introduced to a lot of the characters. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe there will be like a Fennec arc that actually takes place now, where it's like Fennec the villain, Fennec the ally, uh, Crosshair. Maybe in between those, and then the final Crosshair arc, and that'll be like how the next next ones get divided. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's possible. Or we get like the. Uh... We can get the Rex arc at some yeah. point, I imagine. Like, you know they're going to have to do, like, at some point, do, like, a heist or something. Like, yeah. I really hope that Fennec and Crosshair don't turn into, like, the Team Rocket of Bad Batch, where they mm-hmm. have to show up in some way every episode, which so far hasn't been the case with uh, with Crosshair. So that's good. He got, like, a good amount of focus on him, but we're not overstaying our welcome with that. So I do feel like having him just be bad guy McEvil face for a yeah. bunch of episodes in a row. Like, we get it. This is what he's doing. This is the squad he's got. Maybe see another set of it next episode or the episode after that. But, like, keep developing Tech and Echo, please. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, do you think we're going to get Boba? I hope not. I think we are, but... Like, I was expecting him to be at the end of this episode. Really? I know he's just he's just a teenager, but, like... Or, I don't even remember how old he is, but he's old enough to be running around with with bounty hunters now because that's what we see in the the cut episodes and whatnot. So, so are you are you expecting him to be working with Fennec in some capacity? Or see, I wouldn't be surprised if she like reached out to him because she knows that he like he might have some insight into how clones work based on mm-hmm. like his DNA. <laughs> I'd have to rewatch their stuff in mandalorian but i i kind of hope they don't have a pre-established relationship from that i'm not sure what would be better there i just feel like there's too many chances for like people to overlap in ways that like once they're established to have relationships you just go back in time and then have them do everything together rather than have it be boba found fennec and that's where they got together in uh, mandalorian rather than jumping 30 years earlier I saw a few people on Reddit and Twitter saying that, and just now on YouTube comments say that Boba doesn't meet Fennec until the Mandalorian, but I don't remember him actually saying that. He may, but, like, Star Wars is such that, like, you can really, um, there's a lot of wiggle room for stuff like that. Yeah. But, like, we've got... You can make things work if you really wanted to. Yeah. Like, we've got Boba in the Mandalorian. We've got Book of Boba Fett coming up. Like, I don't know that we need more Boba. No, I, I agree. We definitely don't. I, I'm not going to be disappointed if he's not. Yeah. Yet. Same thing with like if Ahsoka were to show up in this in this show where I'm I'm not sure it won't happen. I kind of hope it doesn't. And like maybe that's how someone's ship gets activated because they're hanging out with Rex and Ahsoka and then Wrecker decides to attack her. But Wrecker, no. Because like yeah. if Dave Filoni is going to put another Jedi on it, it's probably going to be Ahsoka. We got the cane. Not get any Jedi for a while. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. That'd be nice. Mm. But gotta have another fight scene with Ahsoka and Darth Maul. I'm sure we're gonna get Kenobi, so we don't need we don't need Obi Wan. If Obi Wan travels with them for like six episodes, that that's too far. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of like who else we we could we could get in. like what other Clone Wars characters we could get in this? Um, any thoughts? Pong Krell is coming back. Uh, 
No, I I don't really think there's anyone that jumps out to me. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Like I'm I'm kind of hoping that they'll be establishing some more characters and cuz like we already know we're getting Rex and Wolf and those guys. What about Cad Bane? What could it be Cad Bane she's working with? That would actually be kind of interesting. Mm. I wouldn't be as opposed to that as Boba. Like I, I feel and like we're gonna get enough. Still we technically tie. You could still technically tie Boba in if you wanted to. Yeah. With the whole Cad Bane because he kills him in the uh, unfinished episodes or whatever. Yeah, and maybe like next season if we've resolved the crosshair stuff, get another one of the commanders that didn't leave. So mm-hmm. whether that's Cody or someone else, that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we don't need another villain for that in season one like we've already got fennec set up we've already got uh crosshair set up if we bring in someone who's like cad bane and more on the level of fennec and just working with her that makes sense but anyone beyond that for like allies we already know we're getting some villains we already know we're getting some if they're going to bring anyone else in i'd kind of hope it would be new characters I, i there are like a lot of um there are a lot of uh bounty hunters that they could draw from um why am I forgetting her name? For the one who's in uh, Phantom Menace, um, the bald one. Uh, why am I forgetting her name? Um, the bald one in Phantom Menace. The one who hunts Jedi. Darth the, Maul. The woman. No. Oh. Uh, why am I forgetting Orsing? her name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if. if was she? Uh, she was in Clone Wars, right? I think so. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe we get a maybe we get some decks. That's that's who I would really like to see. Yeah, that'd be fun too. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, anything else that you really want? Oh, I I know who I meant to say this. I know who I think is going to show up. Hondo. Hondo. Well, obviously Hondo is going to show up. He mm-hmm. can't. At he can't point. not be in shows. Mm-hmm. He's even in Rise of the Re- or not Rise of the Resistance, the Fal- the Falcon ride at Disney Plus, hmm. or Disney Plus, Disney uh, Star Wars Land, whatever the hell it's yeah. called. <laughs> like, speaking of Resistance, there is one character we need more of, and that's that's Clink, who's yeah like, one of a few Resistance crossovers for this one. I don't well, it's not the same character; it's the same droid model. I see. I didn't actually know that um, until somebody pointed it out because I I didn't watch that much Resistance, so. Yeah, the the cute little armed and legged astromech droids are it's a re, uh, resistance creation. So it kind of points to like, in my opinion, how few people uh, watch resistance. Yeah, because like th- he blew up like after showing up, and like, like the people who watch resistance are like, you know that Clink like is a pre or the droid types pre-existing right yeah like shut up what's the name of the the station in resistance that some people were like super big on showing up in rise of skywalker the colossus um, or something whatever yeah the colossus the big refueling station or whatever i wish resistance had been good because i really love the art style for that show i know a lot of people didn't but i thought it was really nice um but that's a kind of controversial take, I think. Yeah, that was most of what I heard about it was that people were turned off by the art style, but I actually really liked it. And I want to, yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I do intend to. I'm just shit at keeping up with stuff. But it's just, Resistance is also just more unapologetically a kid's show. Yeah. Where, like, 
a kid can watch Clone Wars or a kid can watch Bad Batch, but like it's not it, it's it's kind of show that can be reasonably enjoyed by adults as well. And I'm not saying yeah. Resistance can't be, but it's not designed with that in mind. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but we see a lot in this episode in particular, episode four, of like the Bad Batch being kind of bad people <laughs> like not bad people they're we're starting they to see them struggling to adapt to life as civilians and the fact that they're mm-hmm. not just like the things that they're doing have consequences they're not just fighting droids anymore and that's all they're up against the things that they are doing to accomplish their their new mission parameters are costing other people like the the gran that is just trying to run his shop the scam him out of 3,000 credits, uh, steals a speeder. That uh, guy dies. <laughs> well, the guy, that's not, not their fault. Fennec is like straight up murdering three people on the chase. So Someone Hunter's said it's the same model they used for both speeders. So the guy gets speeder jacked twice because apparently they accidentally or whatever reused the art asset for him. <laughs> <laughs> He's having a real shitty day. I like to imagine that it's not actually a mistake. It's just the same the guy same having guy. a really bad day. Loses both of his cars. He had a backup. Like the first one gets stolen. He's like, it's okay. I'm going to just go <laughs> and get the other one that gets stolen. And he gets chucked out by Fennec. Yeah. yeah. I, I also too like the at the very beginning when they land... I don't know why, but I love hangar scenes in Star Wars. Like the, mm-hmm. I just find like it's really interesting. There's lots of good storytelling you can tell in like docking bays. I I find it funny how they land and the guys like asking for a bribe and they just have no clue for the first few minutes. Yeah, he's like, I don't have to tell anybody, and he's like, and they're like, okay, sick. Like, no, <laughs> like I don't think you get it. <laughs> like pay me, and they play him with Republic credits. That's going to be useless soon. Yep. Well, I mean, you can get your chain code and get your one Republic credit to 0.5 Imperial credit conversion. I keep uh, wanting to call it blockchain. <laughs> like the Empire's is big into crypto. <laughs> Pal- all Republic credits are worthless. Dogecoin. Palpatine <laughs> only... just spends all his time on r slash Dogecoin. <laughs> Palpatine sweeting too much and crashing the Imperial crypto market. <laughs> he tells Tarkin before he goes to Camino. You don't need those Caminos. I've gotten all of GameStop stock. I just bought a bunch of new GPUs. We'll install them on Hoth or something. It'll be epic. Don't worry. <laughs> the Death Star was originally just a big mining rig, like they claim in X-Wing. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's, it's a like, different kind of mining rig. People say mining, they think it's because it's got the big laser. No, it's because it's just full of it's full of 2080s. <laughs> or 3070s, maybe, if they can get their hands on some. <laughs> That's why no even one else Pal- can. Even Palpatine can't. <laughs> all the Wookiee slaves are just <laughs> installing all the GPUs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, like that's that. what Chewie's, that's what uh, Loie's parents do on Kashyyyk and Young Jedi Knights, right? They work in the computer factory. That's why the Wookiee slaves were taken. That's true. Because they all know computers so well. Yeah, working in the computer factory, they're like those, um, like, WoW miners, where, like, all they do is, like, farm gold all day or, like, <laughs> leave fake reviews on, like, the Google Play Store. RuneScape fishers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you see Chewbacca just with, like, ten, Chewbacca's dad with, like, ten iPhones in front of him just, like, leaving fake <laughs> reviews for different apps. The screen's broken on this one. <laughs> Oh, man. Classic. I don't know. I don't know how that relates, even tangentially to the, the episode, but it's a fun, 
it's a fun discussion to have. I did think it was kind of a, a step up in the kind of violence that they're willing to show on, mm-hmm. uh, compared to what you get in Rebels and Clone Wars. We're like, yeah, we see clone troopers and droids blowing up and getting shot all the time, but usually in like full body armor or maybe a soldier falls down yeah. or something. But these are like civilians that Fennec just shoots, then the cops that she shoots and yeah. they explode. So it's there's Death Star Wars three, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, and the last episode too with civilians murdered. Um, usually, like Star Wars won't do that. Um, yeah, well, like, except for kill civilians, you can't see them when Alderaan's happening. Yeah, exactly. Or like you know, that's why they're stormed. Like that's why it is a clone war versus or clones versus uh, droids because yeah. it's you know the least gruesome way you can have a galaxy spanning war. But yeah, and the last episode they kill civilians with flamethrowers. Another option is to have bugs. Um, but in the last episode, they kill people with flamethrowers. And this one, um, people are getting shot in the chest and stuff. It's pretty brutal because, like, in something like the Clone Wars, she probably would have shot at the guy and he would have just fall, fallen off his bike. Yeah. Or, and then or they show a shot of him on the ground, like, leaning up, rubbing his head because yeah. he got he bonked himself a little bit. But no, that dude's just dead. I thought it was really kind of random how they, they cut to a... To uh, ten hours later, his family getting the note from the city police office, and just the the ten minute shot of his kids crying was pretty dark. <laughs> yeah, well, for the uh, for the bribe thing, that's something I wanted to mention. Was like, it's easy to get annoyed at Omega for falling for Fennec's thing, but she's like, I've probably done that shit as a kid, like just trusting an adult I shouldn't. Uh, mm-hmm. and I got lost a few times. Like, I can relate to a lot of what she's doing, but it was that dock worker or the the hangar worker or whatever his title would be that tipped off Fennec. So, like, really, Wrecker and, and, uh, and Tech are more responsible for this than Omega is. So Yeah, I, th- I, think that, I do think that's kind of the point as well. Um, yeah, none of them knows what they're fucking doing. Yeah, even, even like, Hunter is kind of clueless. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just lets Omega walk away yeah like i have a kid i would never take gus in a store go buy something and just have my back turned towards him for 10 minutes <laughs> expect him to be there when i turn around yeah like that's being a parent you know especially and, if there's going to be a cart full of puppies that drives by like that's, that's yeah dumb. that's like designed to steal children <laughs> i thought they were going to be loth cats for sure no. yeah yeah Apparently uh, it's another talk resistance ab- thing, so. Okay. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about was the action was really good. Um, especially between Hunter and Fennec. Yeah. Um, like, one issue the Clone Wars has, especially with Jedi, is it's very, like, jumpy. Yeah. Where, like, it's, like, really quick slashes. It's very stylized, but they started to move away from that in Season 7, like, with the Ahsoka Maul fight, because they a lot of that was actually, like, choreographed, and I think it was motion-captured as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're motion-capturing this, but, like, the knife fight felt pretty brutal and, like, um, pretty um, grounded, I guess, you know? Yeah. Well, this, uh, is, uh, this is the first episode of Bad Batch that Dana's seen. I watched it with her this morning, and mm-hmm. she's seen some Rebels. She hasn't seen any Clone Wars, I don't think. And like she's generally been a fan of Rebels, but with this she was, she was kind of put off by some of the visuals. Like really, the the models I think she she was saying looked uh, looked less organic, and same with the motion, where I think hmm. it is a, still a bit not choppier, Clone but Wars-y. 
Yeah, more Clone Wars-y than Rebels-y, which I don't honestly notice too much of a difference there. No. But uh, it was apparently enough for her to kind of to stick out to her as being a lot more inorganic, both in the visuals and in the actual animation. I imagine some of that maybe because um, the backgrounds and the lighting have improved so much. Mm. Um, like, if you watch, like, even, even anything up to Season 7 Clone Wars, like, the character models aren't great, but the backgrounds are, like, also not, you know, they're not bad or anything, but in this, like, the lighting is crazy. Um, they, they're doing lots of stuff this season with, like, soft lighting in the background and like one thing they could do in this show that like they they could never really do well in the clone wars except in very limited capacities is like having very dark scenes yeah um because they're like they trust their lighting they kind of carry them through it and there's a lot more like like i, I noticed too there's like a lot more lingering cinematic shots like the one where they're flying into um pantora that's the name of the planet right pantora yep. um when they're flying into Pantora, like, if you pause it and look, like, there's a whole, like, they rendered the whole city out. It's got, like, a, yeah. like, if they've got, you know, a clear kind of dense district in the middle. Then they've got, like, the kind of less dense streets towards the outside. And then they've got, like, a wall. And then beyond that, they've got, like, farmland and huts and then mountains in the background. And it's crazy, like, how much work they're putting in for just, like, a single cinematic shot that's not even really reused. Um, yeah. So, so I think part of that maybe the characters have certainly improved, but they're probably the the lesser part of the art in my opinion. So maybe that's why she's noticing. Yeah, like I wanna, I kind of want to go back and watch the uh, the Pantoran scenes in Clone Wars, if not the whole arc, then at least like some of the establishing shots, and kind of see how that's changed. Because I do like the 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 way the planet looks in general. So it'd be nice to just mm-hmm. look at it again, anyways. But. I think that'd be kind of yeah. interesting to compare. I thought it was Zygeria from the trailers. Um, I, I think there were a lot of people that pointed out that it was Pantor, but I thought it was Zygeria because it looks sort of like Zygeria, and there's one shot in the trailer with like a Zygerian slaver and his whip. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't even remember the Pantoran arc from the Clone Wars. If I'm being honest, isn't it somebody's daughter? Is it George Lucas's daughter's kidnapped? Isn't that the something like that? I forget. I just remember that it did exist, and there. Yeah. Were politicians in it? It is George Lucas's character in it, isn't it? I think. Is he the Pantoran? Yeah, he is. He's the he's the Pantoran in Revenge of the Sith. I, I think he's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I was looking. I wonder if they if they um, George Lucas not Lusky Papo Papo Papanoida. And yeah, he is the one. I think. Yeah, he is the one in. Uh, in the in the show, I wonder if they if they got him in this episode anywhere. I one of the things that I liked about this compared to Clone Wars, it is a bit more grounded. So I don't think his character would. But I mean, he's just a fat. He's not even fat. He's just a really regal, large-looking Pantoran. Like yeah, but there weren't any regal-looking people here. It was just the the folks on the street, and like all the regal people would have been kind of overthrown. And like everyone, yeah. all the Pantorans. I don't know because he's a. Be... Do you think they would be overthrown? Because by the time of Revenge of the Sith, he's like because that's when he's in the movies in the opera yeah. house. So I imagine yeah, he I guess might he's have... probably pretty close to Palpatine. But like a lot of the the planetary leaders get kind of pushed aside, and even the senators for the for the moffs and governors. So mm-hmm. something definitely happens between now and slightly after Yavin, at least for 
uh, for the Pantorans. Because like the Pantorans seem to be always very imperial because you can play as one in squadrons, but on mm, the imperial correct. side. But I think it's it's in the same system as Order Plutonia, right? It's a moon, mm-hmm. and that's where I don't know Rebel if it is a moon anymore. Up. Yeah, because that's where the rebels it... are in some story. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know if is Order Plutonia the the home world of the pan. Is that because there's Order Plutonia? Isn't there the, just Pantora as well though? Well, I there's thought. Pantora, which. Is the, the moon of Ordo Plutonia, but... I think, maybe? Yeah. That seems to be. But, but I don't know. Ordo Plutonia have was a m- different species on it? Yeah, the Taos. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the one where they go. Yeah, because that's in the Clone Wars as well. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't, I, I got to have to rewatch the episode um, at some point. Um, but yeah, uh, someone pointed out too the architecture of the. Um, it it does kind of have like an Islamic look to it almost, which I thought mm-hmm. was kind of cool and different, because um, they have like lots of domes and and kind of like repeated styles and yeah, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. It is a really visually nice planet, and the, the streets too. Um, I thought were really well done. Um, they had like a good density to them and stuff. Uh, overall, just like yeah, that's what I like about uh clone wars and bad batch in particular like there's the order 66 shots in episode three where like there's so many planets that are so visually different yeah and clone wars was really good at setting up some extra ones like that like uh umbara is so visually just distinct and pantora is kind of in that same direction now as well and i love when they're Mm. able to kind of establish all these different places instead of just oh it's desert number three like even if they are similar biomes in some ways there's yeah. you know, like you can immediately tell like oh this planet is in bar this planet is pantora this planet is Cato yeah yeah it's kind of crazy how much like it's like the the, the two minutes of order 66 or like it's like one minute of film time mm-hmm. like how much that expands the universe and like how much relies on that one minute yeah but i feel like ultimately the clone wars as a tv show and really all of star wars media have kind of failed to capitalize on like that promise because like in those shots too we get yeah there's there's walkers but we also get like a variety of clone troopers we have like like each planet has like a unique walker we've got that um the trident on that one planet which is like the really the one with like all the legs and then there's the open transport on the other one Felucia. Felucia. You get the UTAT like, on Magito. Yeah. Like everything. Yeah. I like I don't think George Lucas when he was envisioning the envisioning the Clone Wars, I don't think it was his idea that every, you know like that they were just using ATTEs and whatever across the entire galaxy. Mm-hmm. It, like it reminds me of like when I read a Halo book and it's like if they're going anywhere, like if they're on an army base or in a city and they're going anywhere, it's a warthog. It's like yeah. he got to the airport and a modified transport warthog picked him up. Yeah. It's like he went to go get the groceries in his civilian warthog <laughs> because it's like everything has to be like tied yeah. into like the games. Um, so, yeah, I, I wish that like there's no reason. I mean, the reason is money. You can't just willy nilly model new mm-hmm. assets to use once. But um, I, I don't know. I wish like they were a little less afraid to like show us, oh, this is some different clone tank or this is a super ATTE or well, like you said, even or even on a planet level to get a little weirder with like this is a genes planet. Genes grow here. Yeah. Why not? 
the like the biggest culprit there is ships. Mm-hmm. Like ships yep. are always just the same thing. The Clone yep. Wars is entirely acclimators, vendors, peltas, uh, and architens. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And like, yeah. yeah, it introduced like the subjugator. That's cool. And there's the the stealth ship. But like, there's so many more opportunities for other things to be done and it's just kind of sad that it is oh we actually we get the invincible and providence dreadnoughts so same ship much bigger that's always fun yeah um that that is true but i always think about the ship stuff too like again there's no just because we see the movie doesn't mean that that has to be like the defining feature of the military it's like maybe that's what the coruscant fleet was like because it was coruscant but maybe like yeah so I'm excited to see the first because at some point we'll see a capital ship, um, probably for the Empire. And I'm wondering at this point whether they'll have like a grave editor like they had in the end of Revenge of the Sith, if they'll have like an Imperial Star Destroyer, maybe something new. Um, I don't know. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I do understand the the financial. Mm-hmm, limitations sure. there so i don't necessarily hold against it but just if i was no no to pick something i want to see a lot more of i just i just love to see more ship designs come in yeah especially for the republic where they do have this kind of cool style um mm-hmm. but we get very little of it like i don't know it'd be cool to see some other republic star destroyers or whatever yeah like the clone wars in particular the the faction aesthetics are so well defined and so interesting compared mm-hmm. to like, I, I like the period visually more than I like the original trilogy. Like, I like the tone of the original trilogy that comes from it, but I do love, like, CIS ship designs, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked, um, I will say, we did get one new design in this episode, I guess, which was um, Fennec Shan's ship, and I kind of like that. It's yeah. kind of cool. Um, I assume we'll be seeing some more of it at some point. If not, they probably would have just modeled the inside of it. <laughs> My big question yeah. coming out of the episode is, is the guy an Ugnaught or a Celestian? God, I think he's supposed to be an Ugnaught, but... Really? Hmm. I think so. Not sure. He would have been pretty tall for an Ugnaught, but it's definitely possible. Well, he would have been pretty short for a Celestian, but there's also the whole, like, some things yeah. have Celestians being half a foot tall. Like, four foot, four feet, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It could be a new species or something. Uh, mm. Probably not. An Ugnaught-Celestian <laughs> mix. But like he's got he's got the hair, which is usually Ugnaught territory, right? Because I don't think we've seen mm-hmm. any hairy Celestians. No, I don't think so. They're like they're just smooth Ugnaughts. That's what they're called in the in the core. It's really racist, actually. Oh, Did my I'm camera sorry. get flipped here somehow? Hold on. I don't think so. Okay. Anyway, I hope we see Coruscant at some point. Speaking of core. Um, I don't think we will, but it'd be nice. Like, I don't think we will because this show seems to be focusing a lot more on like small scale stuff and like what's going on with the the Bad Batch versus like the Clone Wars, which um, you know is more about like the politics of the galaxy and stuff. Yeah, so it'd be cool. Yeah, well, I mean we've got so many shows coming. Uh, probably, possibly not including Rangers anymore. Who knows? But I hope it's still. Uh, man, yeah. Uh, <sighs> I, I don't necessarily... So, we should have probably talked about that at the beginning. It doesn't say that it's no longer in production. That one thing that was said in that article was not currently in active production, which could have just right. always been the case. Because they were talking about stuff that was five years down the line there. 
So I don't know that it necessarily means anything at all. Like, there were a few yeah, things it, this week exactly. that are just, like, complete non-news that got super blown up beyond any reasonable proportion. Yeah, the first thing being the Dave Filoni thing, where it turns out everyone was like, oh, Dave Filoni got a promotion, but... A year ago. He's had the, yeah, a year ago. And then the other thing was in that same article, actually, from Variety. Uh, well, they, the Variety covered the issue in their article, right. and they talked about how Rangers of the New Republic is not in active production. First of all, they, they could be wrong. Like, it could yeah, be in a, in a writing stage or something, rather than, like... But um, even if it's not, it's it just... It Maybe, like, they're working on a lot of shows. So yeah. Like, Most of those shows, I'd a, assume, are not in active production. It's just they're covering yeah. so many years of content. It's like, yeah. Captain America 7 isn't in active production yet either, but it will be. Yeah, and plus right now we know they're working on, I think, at least three, because they're working on Cassian, they're working on Obi-Wan, and they're working on... They're probably working on Mando and Book Boba of Boba Fett. Fett. And yeah. probably, and still probably even season stuff. two of Book of Boba Fett, to be honest, yeah. as well. Um, so, yeah, we could still definitely get it down the line, um, but there's only so many volumes and so many... LA studios and London studios and whatnot. Yeah. So. Yeah, especially for like all the live action stuff, they do have more limited resources for that. Plus, it's also probably in their best interest to stagger releases because if yeah. you're gonna blow your load on all your Star Wars releases in one year, people are just gonna unsubscribe. Yeah, I like. Um, I don't think there was anything even suggesting that it would be within the next couple of years when they announced all those shows. Like that was basically the entire phase of the uh, mm -hmm. of the MCU announced at once. Like, that's mm -hmm. all it really is. And we know that Rogue or Rogue Squadron isn't going to be coming out for a while. So, yeah. we, there's no reason to assume that, like, all the shows have to be out before then. Mm -hmm. No, I, I agree. I agree on that. I'm glad we, I'm glad we covered that because I completely forgot. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, two, uh, two really good episodes. Which one did you prefer, do you think? I I think I liked three the most. Like I did enjoy four, but mm -hmm. the thing that I'm still looking for a lot is the development of the Bad Batch themselves as characters, which I think three did a really good job of uh, setting up mm -hmm. more of the broader stakes for them as individuals. Whereas four, mm -hmm. we did still get more, a little bit more of Wrecker, a little bit more of Hunter, and Rekha! I did like that we got, <laughs> I did like that we got a scene with Echo, but I'm still waiting yeah. for kind of Echo and Tech to get a bit more development themselves. And I don't think we really got anything on that front that we didn't get out of episode three. So that that's why I prefer episode three. I feel like what we'll get at some point is like an episode maybe where like one of them breaks, like just fails or like can't do it or something. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like that, that could be something for tech where like he's always so stoic. Yeah. Like he doesn't say anything more than he has to. He doesn't mention things if he thinks it's not obvious. Like, yeah. so the other thing Dana pointed out with, the show is like oh tech's just the droid of this show right mm -hmm. now even though echo's spot in this episode was being uh sold as a droid and we have gonky as well hmm. gonky's been in every episode pretty much like maybe not the first one but he that's his name his name is gonky but he's not really a character in the way that uh like k2 is the best droid. No. No, I was hoping we'd nice abduct Clink, but we're not. We're not getting that. I I thought at the end he, they were going to take on the the droids, which I would have been cool with because you yeah. know the droids are nice to have as like because they're not full characters, but they're nice to have as like you know, um, just like they help make the crew feel like a crew. Yeah. Um, 
ties I, know, I do together. like. Yeah, I do like that we have a, a, a gonk droid, but we can. It's, we can, fu- we got room it's finally more. getting the the respect it deserves. I want a treadwell droid. Hmm. Do you know what those ones are? The like, they're literally like a tread with like a pole and an eye on the top. Yeah. It's like Luke had some. Yeah, there's like a deleted scene from Episode Four where Luke's hanging out with the treadwell droid. All of his friends were already gone to the to the academy. Except for the ones that were waiting at Tashi Station. Yeah, all my friends except these five here. Like, it was just Biggs who left, dude. Chill. Well, was it, just, was it just Biggs? I thought there was... Uh... No, it was, there was Tank, I think, is one of the other ones. Yeah. Because they say, that's what you said when Tank left or something. We'll see how the moisture harvest is. I think we're going to get a lot of droplets this year. How about you let me fly to Alderaan and I'll fill up some water bottles? Like, <laughs> well, they're they're using the the moisture to farm. They're not just farming the moisture, so they have to come back with. I don't know. They're I getting they're the moisture, moisture, but I think they aren't they also farming like other shit too. Or is it just the just moisture fig- evaporators? Yeah, I always just figured they were just getting the water. Like they're just plugging into the air. I guess. Like I don't know what you need, Luke. Like. The machines won't automatically collect water without you. He's got to do the maintenance. That's why they needed R2. That's why he wanted the droids. And uh, and Owen needed someone to play, uh, like, lawn games with. That's why he asked 3PO if he plays bocce. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. All right, yeah. Yeah, just bring some water bottles back. I mean, maybe they were farming other things. They do have some plants in their little... Uh, huts, the little holes in the ground. Yeah, because I, I, I can't imagine they'd have that land, and then they're just doing the moisture farming. They have to eat something. I don't know. I, they probably just eat sand. <laughs> I don't think they do. <laughs> I don't think they do. All right. Anything else about the episode before we? I suppose we should look at our questions. Yeah, let's look at some questions. Uh, I checked reviews. We didn't really get too much, guys. Just a reminder. If uh, you want us to read your reviews uh, of our podcast, leave them with five stars and give us a um, give us some humor. That will really help. And, uh, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first question is from Matrix who asks... In so in episode three, replacements, we saw Crosshair having his own elite squadron to hunt down the Bad Batch. Do you think the squad could somehow evolve into the first elite Death Troopers, or even reintroduce Shadow Troopers from Legends? Yeah, I've seen this Death Trooper one um, go around. I, I did a video sort of on it, like looking at the similarities of like Death Trooper armor and mm-hmm. and their armor. I, I think that's definitely possible. Uh, it'd be cool because like the whole idea of Death Troopers is they are like genetically altered so i think it makes sense that maybe the first death troopers were based on like a clone that was himself genetically altered so mm-hmm. although with death troopers they do it after like they're not they're not altered before birth but they're like spartanized and whatnot yeah i like i don't think we'll get them as any kind of like explicit trooper types that's usually left for games be to classify and stuff. yeah yeah but it's possible, like, the armor will be, like, shoved into line with something. Like, we, we still don't know if they're just going to be fodder at some point, because 
who knows how long they're going to last, and maybe they won't be suitable for elite troops. But they seem mm-hmm. to be being set up by Tarkin and uh, and the general, the sorry, the the admiral um, as uh, his name again, Rampage Rampaging Rhino, Rancid, Admiral Rancid. Yep. Uh, Alex had a good point. I, he put a video out that I watched after I did mine, and I had to change my title and stuff because it was too similar. But he also pointed out that. It would make sense if they're Death Troopers because that's kind of like a Tarkin thing. Yeah. And we also hear the... It's, a ra- it's Rampart, I think. Yeah. Um, we also hear whatever that project is that he mentions um, in Rogue One. So Yeah. Makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, I've starred the other two Bad Batch emails if you want to read one of them. And then I'll read sure. the other. Yeah, so Joel says... One critique about the series is the transition from Republic to Empire uh, happening far too quickly. Do you think this is true? And what are your thoughts about the transition in canon generally? Do you want to cover that? Uh, yeah, I think like what we've seen so far hasn't been super out of line or super fast. Because like, the main thing is that we've seen the Empire get declared, which is something we already knew was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen the... Uh, We've seen them starting to change the currency, and we've seen them starting to shift the army. So it may seem like a lot. Yeah, like these are the kinds of things that they would be doing right away as the war ends, like Mm -hmm. reorganizing the army however they're going to, because they're going to be demobilizing everything, anything. So that would be the time to make those shifts. Uh, I, I don't think that what we've seen so far has been too fast for any of it. Yeah. Um, the chain codes thing is kind of interesting. I like that because that is something like a newly created fascist government probably would do. Mm-hmm. Is like literally try to track everybody down and keep them under their thumb. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's been too quickly. I, it, it is the. I, I don't like necessarily that clones are out in like a year after the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's whatever. I don't lose sleep over it. Yeah. Uh, I think the other question that I had started is probably better saved for the order or for the episode three discussion anyways. Uh, so if there's anyone who has sent in an email and we haven't gotten to it, unless it was explicitly about bad batch, uh, we'll be getting to it next episode, which will be next Thursday. Uh, anything else you want to touch on before we head off into the Pantoran sun? No, it's all for me. Fun two episodes. Excited for our number five. Should be fun. Should be fun. With that said, goodbye, everybody. Again, you can check out the podcast on pretty much anywhere that you can find podcasts. Make sure you leave a review. And yeah, see you guys next time. Thanks for watching. And may the Vulcans salute you. Goodbye. What the fuck? The Vulcans salute you? Is that even a thing in Star Trek?